0: Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamora. You were meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamora.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. We're going to talk about a common practice today that's been around since ancient times, but perhaps shine a bit of a new light on it. When I say the word meditation... What kind of images pop up for you? What do you start to think about when you hear people say that they regularly meditate? Some of you might see images of robed monks with shaved heads, bowed, and eyes closed, or people sitting quietly in the lotus position, or someone concentrating intently. You might be reminded of the scent of incense burning or the sound of a brass bell echoing through the room. You might think of a group of people chanting or of a single individual walking slowly in contemplation. Many people associate the practice of meditating with a particular technique, such as Zen, Vipassana, I'm probably saying that wrong, Vipassana, Yoga, Transcendental. Tantric, Insight, Chakra, Sound, Mantra, Loving-Kindness, Qigong, and many, many more. Yet, meditation is much more than whatever technique the meditator might practice. The technique is merely the tool to help you turn your awareness inward and meditate. Meditation is actually becoming aware of, experiencing, and communicating with your inner self. Many meditation techniques first help you to calm and quiet your mind. Without a still and empty mind, your awareness will be focused on all the activities going on in your mind. If you try to become aware of, experience, and communicate with your inner spirit self without doing that first, it would be like trying to have a deep and meaningful conversation with a friend in a crowded and noisy bar with multiple TVs blaring different sporting events at very high volume. To have such a conversation, you need to find a quiet and calm place. Our show last week, we discussed what it meant to find your own space to be. The practice of meditation requires us to first find our space to just sit still and turn our awareness inward to a quiet mind. Buddha referred to such a mind as an empty mind. An empty mind is consciousness that doesn't contain any thoughts or other activities. If you put your attention on what's happening in your mind right now, what do you discover? At first, you might decide that nothing is going on. Yet, if you bring enough of your awareness to what you are experiencing within your mind now, You may become more and more aware of all kinds of thoughts and sensations and images and emotions that emerge. Many teachers of various meditation practices, as well as psychologists, talk about mind chatter. All those thoughts that initially surface in your awareness when you begin to turn your attention inward to your inner being. When you are immersed in the busyness of your work, family, social life, and the world around you, you tend to ignore all of the contents floating around in your mind so that you can focus on the challenges at hand. But when you're done for the day and decide to rest or go to sleep, you might find that it often takes a while to quiet down all that shatter, worrying, planning, thinking, and even arguing in your mind. Some of that may seem utterly random, while other thoughts might seem reasonable, considering what is happening in your life. Yet, all of it is pretty much a lot of noise and not creative thinking. So, one objective of most meditation practices is to eliminate all of that chatter and noise and junk thoughts out of your mind. That's just the beginning Once you can clear your mind of all the noise, then you are in the space in which you can communicate with your inner spirit beingness.
2: Yeah, so then what does it really mean to uh, communicate with your inner spirit self or beingness? It's not that different than communicating with your best friend. But what did it take for you? to get to that place where you can trust a person as your best friend and confide in him or her pretty much anything that was most important in your life. I'm sure it took some time and a lot of shared experiences to get to that place of comfort, uh, safety, uh, trust and friendship. It's the same with communicating with your inner spirit self. You need to get to know yourself enough to communicate with yourself at that level of trust, honesty, intimacy, and friendship. One of the main purposes of meditation is to discover who you are and get to know yourself intimately and completely. Communication is the avenue through which you can do that, just as communication is the avenue through which you develop any relationship. of course. There are many aspects and levels of communication we can have. If we kept our communication with a person at that, hi there, nice to see you, have a nice day (laughs) level, uh, (laughs) our relationship wouldn't get to that of even good friends. It would stay at the level of acquaintances at best. That person wouldn't be the first person we'd call, for example, if we felt our life depended on it. The person we would call in such a case would be someone with whom we've developed a long-standing, consistent, reliable, and clear communication. We would call that person who we truly felt we had, you know, they had our best interests at heart. Of course, we know that because we've had a steady history of communicating pretty much about anything and everything with each other. Meditation provides us with that opportunity to communicate with ourselves in a similar way on a much deeper and deeper level over time. The more we communicate with our inner being, the more we get to know ourselves. And the more we get to know ourselves, the more deeply we can communicate with our inner selves. All communication dissolves whatever kinds of walls we've built to isolate ourselves. Communication eventually leads us to restore ourselves to the limitless and eternal wholeness of our spirit beingness. That is why each of us is called a spiritual being. When we empty the illusory images in our collective mind that separate each of us, we realize that we are all just one, undivided, whole, spirit, beingness. To do that, we have to first empty those seemingly divisive images against our own self out of our own mind. So we each have to be able to recognize ah, the contents of our mind at any given time. and, And a lot of those contents are very divisive, this or that. That's one of the major goals of meditation along our way of fully communicating with our inner spirit self and getting to know who we are. Emptying out the mind, as Raphael was saying earlier, Meditation as a means of communicating with our innermost beingness and getting to know who we are as spirit can be compared to communicating with another person for the purpose of getting to know that person more. Such a communication kind of communication requires a lot of paying attention, observing, listening to, and in general, experiencing the person we wish to get to know more, right? As we get to know that person more, we also begin to appreciate that person's worth. For example, when we first meet a person we've never known before, we might have an impression of that person just being some stranger. Then, as we pay attention, observe and experience that person in many different ways, we we might begin to appreciate the person's extraordinary abilities and and talents, the particular kind of intelligence, beauty, strengths, wisdom, and so on. In my life experience, I've never met a person who wasn't a treasure trove of some sort. Yet, most of those people who I consider to be, you know, uh, incredible person with with this treasure chest of uh, amazing abilities or strengths, qualities, whatever. They might just consider themselves an ordinary, average person with nothing really special to offer. It's it's amazing how many people I have met and and communicated with who, who don't feel that they have something extraordinary to offer. Yet, I see it. So what what makes me appreciate each person, a lot of times, far more than that person appreciates him or herself. Perhaps it's at least partly due to the fact that I've long practiced meditation. Not just meditating upon myself, But also meditating upon others. If meditation is a practice to communicate more deeply with our own inner being, it also helps us get into communication more deeply with the inner spirit beingness of others as well. Remember, within each of us, we're each that spirit. On the outside, we may look different, talk differently, and you know, everything might be different. But on the inside, it's the same. We're all spirit. We may com- call communicating with our own inner self meditation, but we might call communicating with the inner spirit beingness of others something like clairvoyant reading of others. In a way, my lifelong practice of reading people has been essentially the same as meditating on who each person really is on the inside. Or I can say that at least part of meditating is just like clairvoyantly reading my inner self. Same difference as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. In meditation, you quiet your mind to become aware of Observe, listen to, experience, and talk to who you are as spirit. At first, you might become more and more aware of who you are not. Thoughts, feelings, and images of who you thought you were at one time or another, along with who others thought you were that you took on as if you were all of that, will begin to surface. In meditation, you can become aware of all of that, but you need to let them just be as they are, nothing more than pictures in your mind. And then let them go. Don't try to do anything to them, or try to change them, or improve them, or resist them in any way. As you seek the truth, all that is not true will surface to clear the way to which that which is really true. This is part of what requires you to make meditation a long-term, regular, and consistent practice. As all that is not you begins to empty out of your mind, you will become calmer, quieter, more at peace, more joyful, and lighter and brighter. It's not that you're becoming all of that or improving in some way. You're just becoming more aware of what and how you always are forever. Meditation will reveal more of you as if you are peeling away layers of psychic, mental, and emotional dust and physical experiences from the real you. Meditation begins with the outer you just being with the inner you to get to know yourself. Meditation eventually leads to the outer you being completely at one and at peace with the innermost spirit, divine you. That's the goal of all communication and all relationships. Meditation and communicating on this deeper level with your innermost self leads to you being able to enter into your inner sanctum to communicate with the spirit of God, which we call prayer. And that will be a topic of a later episode during this season. When Raphael first began teaching, it was sometime in the last century. (laughs) (laughs) Right? It was the last century. (laughs) Uh, She taught a series of psychic meditation classes three times a week for eight years. So she's experienced A lot of different scenarios with her, many students learning to meditate in the way she teaches meditation. So it would be great if you would share with our listeners some of the more common challenges that people go through when they are learning to meditate and how you help them get them through. So I know we're getting closer to our break time, but maybe you can get started and then when we come back. Continue. Absolutely. So one of the things I
1: know is that a lot of people avoid meditation simply because um, even if they've tried it one time and sat down and closed their eyes, they start giggling or, um, you know, not feeling comfortable and those kind of things. And I wanted to talk about that uh, in my own experience as a teacher and, and how I started out uh, with my own meditation practices many, many years ago. But we're at our first break, and I want you to, we both want you to know about this amazing event we have coming up this Friday, August 14th through Sunday, August 16th. We have our remote inner divinity retreat open to everyone that you can attend in the comfort and safety of your own home. And we're giving it via Maestro Conference as tele workshops, and Zoom video conference receptions, Q&A, and talk story socials. You, you're all invited. We'd love to have you. We have lots of room uh, for anyone who wants to join us. And um, that would be, uh, you can check our website, micheltamora.com, for that, or um, call our assistant, which I'll mention in a minute. The theme for this retreat will be your psychic soul development and joyous living in hard times. We'll explore topics like your psychic development and happiness, your free choice, suffering or joy, resetting your energy, what to do with other people's problems, clairvoyance and seeing your way clearly, intuition and knowing yourself, mediumship and your joy and much more. Go to our August event calendar at michaeltomora.com for our beautiful retreat packet and find out all the details. You can sign up online or by calling our office at 15309262650 and speak with our wonderful assistant, Noel, during normal business hours, Mondays through Fridays, Pacific Time. We'll return in a couple of minutes and we'll continue with Meditation, Communicating with Your Inner Self.
2: find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com and be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter
0: it's your world motivate change succeed voiceamericaempowerment.com listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling one 346 9141 Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Great to have you back. Let's
1: continue with our exploration of Meditation, communicating with your inner self. Well, I know some of you might have even thought about not listening to our show because we're talking about meditation. Uh, some people just feel like meditation is something very uncomfortable for them or silly or whatever. And so what I thought I would do is talk about my own experience with trying to meditate in my younger days and, um, I come from a genetic line that has a lot of energy and so much so that some of my siblings uh, and even their children have this uh, thing that we all know about these days, autism, or forms of it, Asperger's and so forth. And I believe that every one of my brothers and sisters, all eight of them, and I got at least a strand of, of the genetic or whatever it was that caused it. So how it manifested in me was like a lot of you who have a lot of energy. I was a do, do, do person. I could do from morning to night. Um, I During the time of my younger years, I worked at least two jobs, sometimes three, just to be able to burn off my energy, or I'd work two jobs, and when I was done with both jobs, I'd go out and, and dance the night away until two in the morning and still be able to get up at ten in the morning and... and work a lot of uh, clean my house and do all this stuff so do 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 so when I started looking at having my spiritual and psychic training I didn't know what I was in for um, as far as the fact that I was going to have to learn how to meditate and in fact the first beginning classes that were offered were healing and meditation and of course like many people I avoided the meditation class and took the healing class first and what I found out was the first three weeks of the six-week class wasn't about healing. It was teaching basic meditation tools, and I almost ran out of the class because of it. But I stuck with it, and I learned the tools, and we, uh, what I learned and later learned to teach was a type of meditation which brings you more into the body and what we have been talking about on this radio show for a long time. So... I learned it in meditation class, which was, you know, a controlled space and everything. But when I went home, as soon as I sat down, my mind would jump from this to that. And uh, one of the things that would happen was all of a sudden the grocery lists of all the work I needed to do. Oh, I need to take the dishes out of the dishwasher. I have a load in the washer. I need to put it in the dryer. And oh, I forgot to mop the bathroom this morning. You know, the grocery list of things that happen when you try to quiet your mind. And I came up with a technique for that, which is to get a piece of paper and pencil and write it all down. And later, when I was teaching my meditation classes, I would tell people if if um, the following was on the list, you needed to get up and take care of it. And that was, if you left the baby in the bathtub, you better go take care of it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, but other than that, everything else can wait. Everything else can wait. And so what I did was I was very, very determined to learn how to meditate. And it was truly against the nature of my, let's say, my ego development at the time was, no, don't sit down and waste time. you got to run around and do something. But I was determined. And what I did was I would start by meditating for exactly two minutes at a time. I would practice the grounding practice the running energy that we teach, bringing in gold suns, bringing the aura in, the whole bit, I'd do it for two minutes. And I would practice that every single day, one time a day, (laughs) for two weeks. And then the next two weeks, I would do it for five minutes. And it was hard. It was hard to go from two minutes to five minutes. And then five minutes to ten minutes, it took me two years of this of increasing the time very slowly and incrementally until I got to the point one day I had a breakthrough and I ran my energy. I did my entire meditation for eight hours. And it was the best I ever felt in my life when I did that. And so I found time, especially during my training, to at least run my energy for eight hours um, on one of my weekend days off. And usually on my days off, I I went and did things like water skiing and, you know, sports and picnics and and being with my friends. But this became really important to me. And what it really is, is it helps you to to, uh, discipline yourself in a gentle way so that you don't bounce out of your chair the second you sit down to do your meditation. And as a teacher of meditation... It was amazing to watch people completely change their lives when they learned a lot of that chit-chat in their mind, in their head, was just other people's energy or just stuff that they had thought about three weeks ago. It's still hanging out there. They could start to remove that, see that as energy and remove it out of their head. And I cannot tell you hundreds of times how many people uh, ex- exclaimed to me that their lives became much more peaceful. They were able to make more decisions, better decisions for themselves because they were they were not bouncing themselves off of everything that was in their head. And um, it was amazing to watch that. And even just recently, I had someone contact me who was just in a desperate situation because of their living situation. And she was bouncing off the walls about it. And um, she had learned this type of meditation a long time ago. And I just reminded her, you know, your landlady is just in your space. You need to move her out. And she wrote me back a half an hour later and said, oh, my God, I feel completely different. Just calming myself, coming back to the center of my head and just moving her out and not doing it with anger or anything like that.
2: Yeah, it's it's an amazing thing, isn't it? You know, listening to Raphael uh, talking about her experiences with meditation when she was just getting started is very amusing to me and, and interesting because we're so opposites on so many different levels. And for me, meditation has always come very natural. It's, you know, I, I remember as a little little child – six years old, or five, or whatever, meditating, and I do remember for growing up times, the only place in my house, I grew up in Japan, that I could, uh, uh, really meditate, even though I didn't know that word, meditation wasn't a word that I learned until I was mm, much older, uh, older teenager, maybe, but, uh, You do things. You know, so many times you do things naturally that that you are aware of. And I remember the only place in the house that I could I could really find that place to meditate was in the toilet. In the
1: (laughs) not in the toilet, not in the the
2: bathroom. (laughs) Well, (laughs) so if if your life is going down the toilet, it's a good time to meditate. (laughs) But uh, yes, in the. You know, just a half bathroom, just sitting on the toilet. And because, you know, the Japanese are very polite, very, very uh, etiquette. Um, Michael's uh, Japanese, in case you don't know.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, so if you're in the bathroom, nobody's going to disturb you. That's one place I can, I can find in the house where uh, I knew no one would, you know, come barging in. No one would disturb me as long as I was in there. So... Uh, <laughs> And I, I would find myself, you know, just sitting and closing my eyes, sometimes with my eyes closed and sometimes with my eyes open. But uh, uh, I close my eyes and in a natural way, intuitively, I, I just find that quietness inside. And so all through my early part of my life, I, I had the opposite problem, like as when I listened to other people. I had that problem of having a pretty empty mind most of the time. And so then when teachers in school especially would ask me, you know, the, the only way teachers would be able to assess if you're learning anything is, okay, Michael, what's what are you thinking about this? And what, what's your opinion about that? And, and I just... My mind would be a complete blank. It's it's just like not a blank in the sense of I'm trying to get get an answer, but there's nothing is there type of a thing. No, it's just quiet and peaceful. And when the teacher asked the question, I mean, I don't I, I don't have a thought. I I don't think about it (laughs) I'm not thinking about it (laughs) and so uh, I struggled with that because the expectation is you're supposed to come up with a clever idea or answer or some thought about whatever the subject matter was so I didn't realize naturally my mind was pretty pretty quiet most of the time and I was just being myself in fact, I remember when uh, uh, adults used to, to ask me when I was a kid, what are you going to become? What are you going to be when you grow up? And my natural idea for the answer for that, uh, immediate answer in my mind was, I, I don't know what the question is. I am w- w- who I am. And, and when I get older, probably I'll just be more of it. <laughs> I didn't know you're supposed to change into something else. And and so uh, uh, it took me a, a while to learn the ways of this world and how how to deal with everything out there in the world. And once I learned that, then I had to go back to the way I was naturally as a child. And oh, yeah, okay, so that's that's meditation, just being with myself. And just like Raphael was saying her her challenge was was she was in that mode of doing, 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 doing with you know nonstop doing all the time with very little space to just be. And like she said, it took her you know two years just to really practice a little bit at a time just doing twenty three hours and fifty eight minutes a day of of doing and two minutes of being. That's right. <laughs> At first. And and but it's you know, it's a little exaggeration, but really it's pretty close to where a lot of people are, especially in the West. And and so and I notice so many people are in that same space, maybe not doing twenty-three hours a day, but doing most of their waking hours. From the moment they hit the floor after they get out of bed to the time they get back to bed, they're doing. And, um, and today, uh, you see a lot of young people who are doing mentally. You know, they're, they're doing on their cell phones, their smartphones, and, and they're constantly mentally doing, 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 and, and nonstop. It's so meditation has always been essential to living one's life but in a culture that so pr- prizes accomplishments how much can you do in a amount of time that there's no time for just sitting for just being and meditation is just being with yourself which is Being with yourself means you're in communication with yourself. It's not chit-chatting with yourself. It's not chattering with yourself. It's just being with yourself and being in true communication, which is more like communion, being at one with yourself. And you're in accord. You're in affinity. You're in communication with yourself, real communication. You get to know yourself. And then you go, oh, yeah. Here I am. And it's from that space of being able to be oneself much, much more that the true doing is the expression of that. The true doing just naturally, effortlessly comes out from within your own being. So unless you're allowing yourself to truly be who you are, the doing becomes separate from you. And that's why the doing becomes frenetic or frantic or, you know, it's... it's um, Just can't stop. Yeah, can't stop. <laughs> and I started doing and I can't stop. Just can't stop. <laughs> and, and it doesn't, the doing is uh, not so organized in the sense of it doesn't bring about the, the greatest accomplishments a lot of times. And, and yet, when you start to do from the place of getting to know yourself and being who you are, then everything you say, everything you do, everything you express creatively ends up to matter. It, it, it ends up fulfilling something, fulfilling yourself, fulfilling life, and fulfilling your purpose. So it becomes a very important aspect. Meditation is the process by which we get back to ourselves. We allow ourselves to, we get back in communication with our true self, and we allow ourselves to truly be who we really are. Then when we're out of meditation, when we get back into the world and and start to do things, we're going to start to do things as who we truly are as a spiritual being rather than doing things as a body just to go and do things. And so when we come back uh, from our break, we'll lead you through a meditation practice and, and we'll, we'll use the whole third segment to go through a meditation practice.
1: Well, it's time for our second break. So we wanted to welcome you to join us A week from Saturday, August 22nd, from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time for our teleclass, Your Intuitive Knowingness, Be Still and Know. You'll learn simple but powerful psychic tools to help you use your innate soul ability to effortlessly know. For details and to sign up, go online to our website, michaeltamora.com. Or call our office at one 926 2650 during normal business hours, specific time, Monday to Friday. And by the way, when you get on our website, please sign up to be on our mailing list. Uh, we'd love to be able to tell you other things that are going on. When we return, we'll get back to our topic, meditation, communicating with your inner self. See you in a couple minutes. <music>
0: Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever
2: Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world.
0: Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1 346 9141. Again, that's 1 346 9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle.
1: Welcome back. We've been exploring the topic of meditation and the practice of communicating with your inner self. This is one of my favorite subjects because I've spent so many years uh, learning about meditation. And as I said it towards the beginning of the show, there are many types of meditation out there. Um, and I'm really happy that the type of meditation that I ended up uh, connecting with when I was in my late 20s was a type that allowed me to work with my body and also uh, to be able to do a little bit and then be quiet. And it was such a great segue from the noisy world I had created around myself over, uh, you know, at that point, the 29, 30 years I had lived, and um, I've practiced it ever since. So I'm going to turn this over to Michael and let him give you an example of the type of meditation we teach, which we feel, is uh, gives you the ability to lead you into many aspects of learning about yourself and your abilities.
2: All right. So those of you who would like to follow along, uh, just find a comfortable seat to sit in, and and make sure you have both feet flat on the floor. Ah, and give yourselves a deep breath. Close your eyes. And. Just give yourselves a deep breath. And notice I I ask you to give yourself a deep breath because, oh, when you put yourself into that space of giving. Ah, oh, yes. Meditation is a giving. It's not a, you know, even though people talk about meditation as a discipline and a practice and, and you got to, you know, work at it and things like that. It's not a a taking meditation is a giving to yourself just like communication you know when you're communicating with a dear friend you're giving to that person whether you're listening you're when you're listening you're giving the person space to communicate and say things and you're you're paying attention and you're you're looking and experiencing what that person is communicating to you when you're when you're talking you're giving person the communication you're giving and information and and whatever. So so meditation, communicating with yourself, meditation is a giving to yourself, giving space. So even when you're breathing, when you remind yourself to oh yeah, I'm I'm going to I'm breathing. I'm giving myself a breath. You'll notice when you set yourself up in a place to give even Give yourself a breath. It starts to set a different energy in a different space than if you're taking a deep breath. All right? It makes you receptive because when you're giving, you're receiving. It's not receiving is different than taking. Now, as you close your eyes and you're giving yourselves deep breaths, and just now, would you imagine this? You're sitting on this giant tree trunk. This is your grounding cord. You're sitting on this giant tree trunk and imagine this tree trunk extending all the way down to the very center of the earth. It's anchored into the center of the earth. And then just imagine the part of the tree that you're sitting on is flat. Make Imagine it being a really comfortable, like a comfy chair, right? Not a hard thing. And this grounding cord, the tree trunk, is extending inside your body a little bit to your first chakra, the energy center that's just above the tip of your tailbone. So imagine this energy disc, energy center, and imagine the a grounding cord, the tree trunk, connecting into that. Uh, once the first chakra, your first chakra is connected to the grounding cord and grounding cord connected to the center of the earth, sounds like that. Neckbone connected to that. <laughs> <Your soul laughs> yeah, we should have a new song. Okay. And then just imagine letting go, just letting everything be. You're not, you're not trying to figure out anything. You're not trying to solve anything. You're not trying to fix anything. Just letting things just be as they are. Even if you don't like it the way it is, just let it be as it they are for right now. Then what happens is more and more when you're grounded this way, you're going to just naturally release just by letting everything just be. You're not holding on by letting be. You're going to release any energies within you. And everything's energy, right? Your thoughts are energy. Your feelings are energy. Everything's energy. So when you start to let things be and you're grounded, you naturally start to let go of any energies, any thoughts, any feelings, any problems, whatever, that's not yours. Oh. You don't even have to know which is which. It's because your own energy, you still you're using, you're being, it's it's all there. But anybody else's energies you've picked up unknowingly just starts to get released. Oh, that's a huge, huge part of. Calming your mind, right? Quieting your mind, emptying your mind. If you empty your mind of everybody else's thoughts and feelings and problems and everything else, complaints, <laughs> your life is going to be completely different. It's that's one of the most phenomenal and that is parts, and that's just the beginning. That's just the beginning. But it takes a while to practice this and, and then more and more. You'll start to discover, wow, just in general, not just during your meditation, but you'll start to discover in the rest of your life, rest of your day, oh, I'm not as hyped up. I'm not as depressed. I'm not as angry. I'm not as whatever. I'm calmer. I'm more at peace. I'm actually happier. I haven't done anything. (laughs) This is what a lot of people think about meditation is, uh, you know, I'm too busy. I can't spend time not doing anything. Well, meditation is incredibly powerful. A lot of things get done in meditation that often takes people years of therapy, years of, you know, work to get there. But in meditation, you can have it. A lot of stuff that's about you becoming more you in a matter of you know moments. Okay, so give yourselves a deep breath. You're grounded now. And now, would you imagine just being in the center of your head? Just be aware in the center of your head. And notice what happens as you're now deciding that you are aware in the center of your head. And notice the subtle changes as you... Do each of these uh, things, have these steps. And then, now, would you just decide you're going to, you're uh, imagining that the earth energy from below your feet, earth energy from the feet, uh, from the earth, is flowing into the bottoms of your feet, right by the arches, the feet chakras. And the earth energy is flowing through your legs. In the middle of your legs, there's an energy channel that goes through your whole legs. In the knees, there's a small energy center that also the energy flows through, goes through the upper legs into your first chakra, where the grounding is connected to. And so now you have the earth energy circulating through your feet, through your legs, into your first chakra. And the excess earth energy that comes up is just naturally going to be grounded from the grounding cord. That's another important aspect of the grounding. Okay, next Just imagine the cosmic energy, the energy that's in the cosmos, entire, everywhere, every place, it's everywhere. Just bring in some of that cosmic energy, just enough of it, into the crown chakra at the top of your head. And just let that cosmic energy flow down these four channels that go down from your crown chakra at the top of your head, down your back, to your first chakra at the tailbone area. Okay? Just imagine those four channels with the, the, Cosmic energy, beautiful, golden, fine, golden energy flowing down those four channels all the way to the first chakra. <sighs> okay. And then when the cosmic energy and the earth energy mix in the first chakra, then the mixture goes up two channels going all the way through the body up to the crown chakra again. And it's in front of your spinal column, uh, a little bit more Uh, toward the middle of the body and it goes all the way up and as the energy goes all the way up, the energy flows out of your crown chakra like a beautiful golden fountain, a continuous golden fountain coming out of your crown chakra. So imagine this continuous golden fountain of energy flowing out of your crown chakra at the top of your head and as that energy is continuing to flow. Also, a branch comes out of each each of those two channels across the shoulders, down the arms, and out the hand chakras in the palms of your hands, energies flowing out of there continuously, too. So, just imagine that energy flowing out. So, this is the basic running of the cosmic and earth energies. This allows you to maintain your body in a very good place. It's the little bit of the cosmic a little bit of the earth energy, like 15%. and uh, the rest 85% or so of cosmic energy is flowing up through the two channels in the front, goes up to the top and out like a golden fountain down the arms and out the hands. And this keeps your body maintained and it starts to release. it starts to free up your own soul creative energy. The energy you need to create with, uh, create everything in your life with, uh, is freed up. So you have a lot more energy to create with, and the earth and cosmic energies maintaining the wellness of your body, okay, and stability and everything. Okay. Now, also as that energy is flowing, all the junk mail <laughs> in your inbox of your mind is naturally being released over time. Layers by layers, it's being released. So it's a simple way to keep that going. Now, the meditation part of this is just being aware in the center of your head. Just sit there and just be aware. And then would you just tune into your crown chakra at the top of your head while being in the center of your head? Just be aware of the crown chakra at the top of your head and just decide... Just to know. And as you're just knowing, just sit and know. Don't even think about knowing a particular anything, but just sitting and knowing. Give yourselves a deep breath. And as you're sitting in the center of your head and you're just knowing, you'll start to notice any kind of thoughts, any kind of feelings, any kind of images, any Grumbling, anything, oh, I forgot to do this or I got to do this tomorrow. Or, oh, as soon as I get out of this meditation, I, all those kinds of things come up. Or you had a fight with a f- person yesterday and you're still angry about it. These things start to surface or the you start to regret the fact that, oh, you know, this uh, relationship broke up two years ago and you're still uh, Grieving over it or whatever, or unhappy about it. And all these thoughts and feelings and experiences start to pop up. So just let those go. Don't engage in them. Just recognize, okay, all right, nice to see you. See you later. And just let them pass by, pass by. And if you have any trouble with it, then just imagine a rose in front of you, a picture of a rose, and just let those thoughts and troubling thoughts and feelings go into that rose. And then once you put it into that rose, decide, okay, I'm done with it, and explode the rose. Imagine that exploding in a flash of light and let it go. That helps a great deal. And it starts to empty out your mind more and more over time until you can maintain a space of this calm and the peace and quiet in your mind most of the time. Okay, and when you're finished, then imagine this giant gold sun above your head. this gold sun is full of life force, life, energy. And just let that gold sun full of life come into your crown chakra at the top of your head and fill up your entire body from the top of your head to the tips of your toes. Just completely envision your entire body just being fully radiant with golden life force energy. And once you're all filled in, would you just gently stretch, bend on over, Drain off all excess energies. And then when you come back up, open your eyes, look around the physical space, pat your body on the lap and, and congratulate yourself.
1: And I have to quickly move to uh, our final announcements. We're at the end of our show now. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you enjoyed it and that it inspired you to communicate with your spirit self even more. And, of course, you can always uh, grab this after it's in our archives and listen to it again and practice some more. We welcome you to tune in again next Wednesday for our next episode, Inner and Outer Meditation Tools. So we'll be continuing the conversation. We'll explore some of the tools available, both physical and psychic, to help you meditate and get to know yourself more deeply. Remember, too, you can still sign up for our remote Inner Divinity Retreat that will start this Friday, August 14th, and continue through Sunday, August the 16th. This is something very special. Please check it out. We'd love to have you join us. Make sure to check out our website events listing for our retreat packet and all the details. You can call our office with any questions mentioned in the, web, in the show earlier. Uh, about any of our events and to sign up until then be inspired use your imagination and follow your intuition joyfully this is living the miracle with michael and raphael tamora
0: see you next week we appreciate your joining us today